like sir this morning i was going to preach all the way to one o'clock but i think i am going to cut it down to under one o'clock hallelujah praise the lord and and, and, and i believe brother uh, dave he's doing well i believe in that lord uh, let his grace upon grace of shine upon him and Brother Alex, I've been thinking about your dad, and I believe he's about ready to to come home soon. Amen. And then, um, and I know my everyone that I was in my heart every day, and I know they'll, they'll be they'll be they'll be coming back soon because uh, in this um, ministry is in season. People they go through seasons of looking, looking for whatever they think it's made available in their in their in their agenda and their uh, schedule. But God, He's not mock. He is a God that He always supply, supply, supply. Your blessing has never been coming. It's always been there for you for God has already blessed you the moment you believe I love that the scriptures what he ever said in in uh, Mark chapter 9 verse 23 and I'm, uh, I'm we can put that in um, in, a, in a thing I'm, I'm gonna start in that because the title of this message this morning grow in grace why oh, I, I, I've been in this series and been teaching this and been preaching this to grow in grace and in uh, mark chapter 9 verse 23 jesus said unto him if thou canst believe all things are possible to him that believe it only believe this grace you only believe and uh, when i read it in amplified and jesus said you say to me, if you can do anything, there's a question. Why all things can be are possible to him who believes. It's only to him that believes. This new covenant, the requirement only in your life is only believes. The word of God is already Shed abroad in our heart is written. Amen. The love of God. When God said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. In, in uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 5, it is so important. To understand that when God speaks to us, He sent the Holy Spirit to guide and lead us. And when you look at uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 5, uh, it, it just been so exciting when you start studying the Word of God. When I read it, the Amplified, and then when the King James Version said, And hope, hope make it not a shame, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. That's grace. When I read it, the Amplified, such hope never disappoints or de deludes or shame for us. For God, 
for God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. That's why this grace, remember the commandment, said, love thy God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. No one can do that. Only one. Who is the one man? 100% God, 100% man walking the earth. His name is Jesus. He is the only one that fulfilled that. He is the only man that fulfilled all of that. That's why through him, everything is through him. Everything. He is the way, the truth, and the life. The truth and the life. Grow in grace. Grow in grace. Grow in grace. In Luke chapter 11, verse 38. And when the Pharisees saw it, he marveled that he had not first Wash before dinner. The custom of the law of the Pharisees and the Jewish people, you got to wash your hand before you eat. In Luke chapter 11, verse 37 through 41, a sure sign of the error of legalism is misplaced promises. Misplaced priorities. And as he speak, a certain Pharisee besought him to dine with him. And he went in and sat down to meet. And when the Pharisee saw it, they marveled that he had not first washed before dinner. Verse 39, And the Lord said unto him, Now that ye Pharisees make clean the outside of the cup and the platter, but your inward part is full of ravening and wickedness. Full of ravening and wickedness. Verse 40, Ye fools, did not he that made that which is without make, that which is within also, but rather give alms of such things as ye have, and behold, all things are clean unto you. The Pharisees was operating in the law of legalism, a sure sign of the error of legalism is misplaced priorities. As we see here with the Pharisees, it is not recorded in the scripture that the Pharisees marveled at the wonderful works of Jesus. They were too busy looking for something to criticize. In Mark chapter 3 verse 2, they were so busy looking and criticizing what Jesus had been speaking. See, and they watched him whether he would heal him on the Sabbath day that they might accuse him. They were looking to criticize Jesus in his ministry, but they marveled at Jesus not wasting his hand, washing his hand 
This is a classic example of his training out a grad and not and swallowing and came. In Matthew 23, verse 24, and look at this. This is so powerful to understand. When you believe it's not right, and you try to do everything what the law is given, that no one can accomplish it. You blind guides which strain and a knot and swallow a camel. That's what Jesus is speaking about. Those who seek to earn righteousness through not keeping the law are consumed with doing, while those who receive righteousness by faith are simply confessing what has already been done. It's already been done. Your righteousness inside of you, it's already came because you receive the only begotten Son of the Father, which is your Lord and Savior. That's why it's so important to understand the scriptures when it's reading it. And he said, keeping the law and consumed with doing. While those who receive righteousness by faith are simply confessing what has already been done. This is a simple and yet profound difference if we are still doing acts of holiness to get God to move in our lives, listen to this, then we are still op operating under a law. Mentality that is not faith. Mentality that is not faith. That's why in the word of God, how do you solve, how do you see yourself? In Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. This is how you're going to see yourself. As a man thinking in his heart, so is he. How do you see yourself? Are you going, doing about what God's approval in your lives? Or are you seeing yourself being already righteous in him? Are you seeing yourself being holy in him? In your spirit being. For as a, as, for as a man, that's man. Think it in his heart, so is he, who, so is he that man. Eat and drink, say to thee, but his heart is not with thee. It's so important, how do you see yourself? The Bible says, as a man thinking in his heart, so is he. This means that how you see yourself determines your physical health. So how do you see yourself in the midst of your symptoms or after hearing your doctor's negative report? Beloved, beloved, the truth is that through Jesus' finished work at the cross, you are completely righteous and completely redeemed in him. From every curse of sickness, Galatians 3.13 Everything is already been done. Christ had redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed 
is everyone that hangeth on the tree. Beloved child for whom Jesus did complete work to save, healed and delivered. So don't see yourself as the sick trying to get healed. You are the healed, righteous, and beloved child of God facing some symptoms. Be of good cheer. There is no disease or condition that is greater than the perfect finished work Jesus has accomplished for you. Declare what you have been made in Christ and see your body manifest the truth, the truth of God in your life. In Galatians chapter 3 verse 14, Let's go back to verse 12. This is who God. And the law is not faith. See the difference? The law is not faith. The man that doeth them shall live in them. We are in this new covenant. Every time to get yourself to get yourself to get approval with God, the law It's not faith. When we simply believe and confess what has already been provided through Christ Jesus, that's grace. A person who is living under the law and a person who lives under grace should have very similar actions of holiness. But there are motivations. Their motivations are completely opposite. The legalist has their attention on what They must do. Listen to this. The legalist, remember, legalist, have their attention that what they must do for God. What they must do. That's what the Pharisees is trying to do. They want Jesus to follow their tradition. They got to wash the hand. Everyone have a tradition. That's why Jesus came. That's what Jesus said to himself. Even Apostle Paul said, your tradition had the word of God no effect in your life. That's the law. He said, opposite legalist has their attention on what they must do. While the person living by faith has his attention on what Christ has already done for him. Because grace is supply, supply, supply. The law is always demand, demand, demand. From a bankrupt man. For us, grace has already been supplied. Your blessing is not coming. Your blessing has already been purchased for you. When you claim upon your healing, it's already made available for you. Put the word into it. Meditate upon the word into it. Meditation is under your breath and confessing the word of God. He was wounded for my transgression, bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace upon him by his stripes, I am healed. That's how you, it's not coming. Your healing has never been coming. The word of God is now. It's always been available for you. Mark 11, 24. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desired when you pray, believe that you receive it now, 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 now. And you shall have whatever you pray. It is now. But let's go back more farther. Mark 11, 23. 
When God said, verily, verily, when the word of God said, verily, verily, he said, truly, truly, I'm speaking unto you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, that whosoever, whosoever, who is that whosoever, shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast out into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which they say shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Whatsoever you speak, that's why the word of God, Mark eleven twenty four, 24, is right there. Whatever you prayed, because you already cast it out, the problem. You already cast it out to the sea. You don't talk to God to the problem. You, he's giving you authority to speak to the problem, to be removed. Speak to the diseases. Speak to the poverty to be removed. And he said, a person who's living under the law and a person who lives under grace should have very similar action of holiness. But there is motivation are completely opposite. The legalist has their attention on what they do, what they must do, while the person living by faith, faith has his attention on what Christ has already done for him. For instance, the scripture teaches us to confess with our mouth and believe with our hearts, and we will receive from God. The legalist thinks that means I can get God to heal me by confessing by his stripes I am healed. The legalist. However, the person who understands God's grace will not confess the word to get healed. They will confess by his stripes, I am healed. Amen. You keep hearing people all the time, my healing is coming. My prosperity is coming. God said, I already prosper you. Don't ask for prosperity. Because 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, do you know, do we know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ? Though he was rich, he became poor for you and me, that through his power, for our sake, that through his poverty, we might be rich. Amen. Hallelujah. Why do we keep asking, prosper me, Lord? The Lord said, I already prosper you, because Jesus Christ became a curse for you at the cross at Calvary, that ye hid at all the cursing that you have in this life because we are from the beginning because of Adam's sin we are cursed with the curse everything we, we work the sweater of our brow of our eyes and everything everything but God he already purchased everything through Jesus Christ there is precious blood but also God wants us to cooperate with his word we have to agree with his word when Apostle Paul said, I am not lacking for anything. When you are in need, Apostle Paul said, but my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. You want to see the manifestation of prosperity in your life? That's why the Mark 11, 9, verse 23, uh, Mark 11, 9, verse 23 said, all things are possible to those that believe. Only believe all things are possible. You want to grow in this grace? You want to see the manifestation in your life? Operate under the finished work of Jesus Christ. 
It's already been done for you. You want to see that you, uh, you want to operate to see the prosperity manifesting in your life. Look at the second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 and 7. And he is instructed us by the word of God. The revelation where Apostle Paul has been speaking to him. And he speak right there. But he, I, this I say, he who soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he who soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. God wants you to cooperate with his word. And this is what every man according as he, pur he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not gradually or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. This is how you got to use the word of God. Oh, you mean my giving is, yes, when you plant, you will have something to harvest. God, he give you the grace. He give you to use it, and he will multiply it for you. His grace, his financial, his abundance, but he gave it to you. See, you will, he can multiply it to you. There is a parable with the ten talents, and the five talents, and the two talents, and all of them. The ten talents he, he planted. He, he gave it. The five talents, the same thing, but the two talents, he buried it. What Jesus said about it. You want to see the prosperity, walking in prosperity? Let your abundance of God giving you. Can you imagine? We only gave to God 10%. And, and he, he supplied it. He supplied everything. He supplied everything. Why people said, oh, why is it that they think that they, they have money, they, have, um, they make all of this all week, but they're still short. Because you do not let God be involved in your financial. God wants to be involved in you so he can put it to you. By strife, I am healed because they really believe it has already been done. Analyzing our mindset is the simplest way of discerning whether we are operating the true Bible faith or legalistic, counterfeit. If the motive for our action is to be accepted with God, that's legalism. Listen to this. If we live holy, holy out of faith and gratefulness for what God has already been done, that's grace. Grow in grace. God wants you to understand everything you have asked is already been given to you. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, this is grace. He wants you to understand that he is God, that he already gave it to you two years, 2,000 years ago. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be open unto you. It's already been purchased for you. It's already made available. Your healing is already made available for you. Your soundness is already made available for you. Your deliverance is already made available for you. And I keep hearing people times, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's not coming. 
The word of God is now. The word of God, faith, is already been made available for you. The word of God in Hebrews 11 verse 1. Faith, faith is a substance hoped for. Evidence of things not seen. Therefore, when you receive it by faith, by grace, it is already in you. It's not coming. This is what we have to understand, that God's word is now. Heaven and earth will pass away, but God's word will not. It is made available for you. Oh, we're so quiet. We're so quiet. Why is it that we always struggling in our lives on how to fit in, on how to be holy, on how to be to be to be righteous, on how to be? I'm not, I'm not telling that that I license you to sin. It is for you believe to receive. The Bible said when when they ask question, he said grace. If if there is sin abound, there much more. When there is sin. And grace much more abounded. That's why in Romans chapter 5 verse 20. It is so understandable. But it is when they ask a question. It is thou for us to sin then? Then in Romans chapter 6 verse 1. They said moreover the law entered. Let's go back to the Romans chapter 5 verse 20. Said it's always about the law. When you work with legalism, legalism, and he said, moreover, the law entered that the offense might be abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abounded. Here it is. Because when you continue in the law, you cannot produce holiness. You cannot. Produce goodness. There is nothing with the law. There is nothing wrong with the law. The whole law is holy because this is preordained by God. That's why He sent His only begotten Son. That's why they ask in verse 21 in the that a sin had reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ. Our Lord. That's how so powerful it is. But that's why when people kiss it, oh, they give you license to sin. And there is what Romans chapter 6 verse 1. How could you sin? How could you sin that you are dead to sin? What shall we see then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? A question. Verse 2, it answers itself. God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? He speak about your spirit being that it's been revived, it's been brand new. It is a new creation in Christ Jesus, your spirit being. You are righteous in him. The one that lives in you is the Holy Spirit that already made abound everything that he will remind you. You're not a sinner no more. When you receive the Lord Jesus Christ. You're born again. You are a saint. People make a sentence. I am a sinner saved by grace. No. The person inside of you. 
2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, behold, he is a new creature. Behold, old things, old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. It's created in God's image. Therefore, you are no longer a sinner. You are a saint of God. You receive the Lord Jesus Christ. People always want to see, okay, I heard that. But it is not been interpreted through the knowledge to the revelation of grace. This is grace. You want to grow in grace? You have to pay attention for what you've been hearing. Because the word of God said, Romans 10 verse 17, by hearing and hearing the word, faith will be committed. Truly by hearing and hearing the finished work of Jesus Christ. Faith will be committed. Only Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other way. There is no other way. Therefore, we have to understand that you're no longer a sinner, but you are in the sinful world because you are of the world. You still live in the world. There is still in our mind, there are a nature of sin. Because our mind, our flesh, this is the flesh, our mind, it's not saved, it's not born again. That's why it's so important. That's why Jesus Christ tried to explain to them. Because they were nature of sin, the Jewish people, even though they were chosen by God, they were ordained by God. But it was already, the, Jesus said, inside of you is evil. So they're not born again. See that? The difference? God is not mocked. I don't know why you said, why you said a lot of people, they didn't want to come to church. A lot of people because the enemy is playing with their emotion, playing with their, you know, and their, uh, put the word into it. Put the word into it. Your healing is already made available. You want to see the newness of life. You want to see that God has already purchased everything in your life. The precious blood of Jesus washes you white as snow. Grace grow in this grace. God, he is able and well able to, pit, to deliver you out of them all. He already purchased the price. He already gave you the kingdom. And it is your to discern, to receive it. And it is for you. To listen what God has already made purchase for you. It is his divine will in your life to walk. It's the pleasure of God for you to walk in his glory. Because this is the end times. You will see it. You will see people be judgmental for what your action. But the moment you check your spirit being inside of you and you will be willing, you will be guided for what holiness is all about. Every one of us have an issue. But every one of us has to understand that can't only, only believe everything is already been made available for you. This is who God is, and God is, is the unmerited favor of Jesus. In Romans, in Ruth chapter 2, verse 3, let's look at about Ruth. He said, and she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers, and her hat was to light on a part of the field. 
belonging unto Boaz, who was of the kindred of Elimelech. And she went. The favor, the unmerited favor of God. Oh, but that's the Old Testament. That's grace. That's what God is. He chooses who he blessed in that time, in that dispensation of time. There is a beautiful story of a Moabite, Moabite woman named Ruth. In the Bible, in the natural, Ruth had everything against her. She was a poor widow, and she was a Moabite, Moabite a Gentile in the Jewish nation of Israel. See, God's favor is already there, grace. But even after her husband died, Ruth remained with her mother-in-law, Naomi. She left her family to follow Naomi back to Bethlehem and made Naomi's God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, her God. A beautiful story of Ruth, the unmerited favor of grace. Grace is the unmerited favor of God in your life, the undeserved favor in your life, the unearned favor in your life. You will continue in grace, grow in grace, and you will see the manifestation what God's been speaking about in your life. The word of God has never been about do, do, do in this grace. It's already supply, supply, supply. In Ruth chapter 2, Ruth was that God would give her favor even though she was a foreigner and had no connection with anyone in this field. She didn't even know whose part of the field she would be able to glint it. To glint it. Hallelujah. In Rome, Ruth chapter 2, verse 2. Go back to it. Verse 2. And Ruth, a Moabite, said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him, whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. See the grace? Grace has been speaking in the Old Testament. Grace is always from the beginning. Even Noah himself found grace from God. Beautiful story in the Bible. Grace has always been, been, been mentioned. And even Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they walk in the fiery, Furnish. And he was the fourth man, the son of man. Who was that? Jesus Christ. The grace has always been there for us. It's always been. It's always been. It's always been from the beginning, the moment man fell. He's always been there. God already spoke in Genesis that he will be the seed of that woman will bruise Satan's head, serpent. This is grace. Continue in grace, be strong in grace. 
how to grow in grace. Look at the Bible account of what happened next. And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And her half was too light and a part of the field belonging unto Boaz, who was of the kindred of Elmelech, of all the spots in the field that Ruth could have wandered into her hap was to come to the part of the field that belonged to Boaz, who was a man of great wealth and who also happened to be Naomi's relative. Hap is an old English word and it means to happen. Hap is an old English word, it means to happen to happen to be at the right place. However, the original Hebrew text, the root of this word is the word gara. You are in the right place now with God. Amen. You have his righteousness. Hallelujah. This grace, you don't earn it. You don't work hard for it. All you have to do is receive it and walk in it because God has already made available for you everything pertaining to life and godliness. Second right. Peter chapter 2, verse 3. Everything is already made available for you. Everything is already been done through the Spirit of Jesus Christ who died for you at the cross of Calvary and rose from the dead after the third day. Second Peter 2, 3. Uh, Second Peter 1, 3. I'm sorry. Second Peter 1, 3. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him. Who is that? Jesus Christ, that had called us to glory and virtue. Everything. Amen. What is godliness? When you believe God's word, that's godliness. And you manifesting in your life, that's godliness. But if you're laboring unto the demand and demand from man to you, from the law to you, you'll be struggling to preach the gospel of grace. There'll be critics out there. Jesus Christ did not wash his hand, and they already criticized him. Jesus Christ knew their heart. Jesus Christ told them, your evil's inside. You're telling me, I am the law. I am the beginning. I am the word. I am God. Jesus tell you, you are an evil inside of you. It's not what come in. It is what inside of you that will destroy a man. That's why it's nice to be silent and talk to God because everything we do is not acceptable to God in our own. So it's so nice because the peace of God will come to your mind, will come to your heart, your natural mind. That's why we ask wisdom. God, whoever lacketh wisdom, ask of him that gave it diligently. That's what 
James chapter 1, verse 5. Ask of him, whoever lacketh wisdom. That's why the wisdom that you're asking to get the supernatural, this kind of wisdom. He wants you to ask, help me in this. It is everything made available for us. Hallelujah. And that's why in James chapter 1, verse 17, he said, every good and perfect gift is coming down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, near a shadow of turning. I want to tell you a good news right now. Good gift is for the world. But perfect gift is for the believers who is under grace, believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Hallelujah. And I pray that you will receive this and you will know how to speak from your inside of your heart. It's not what you see, it's what you've been revealing in your heart. When a man has abundance of his heart, what he's visioning of, they will come out because that's what he put in his thinking in his heart. His thinking in his own heart. Thou will, he will speak. But a lowly in heart, he will pray for someone. Lord, I thank you. Help me with my unbelief. I thank you, Lord. Believe me. I thank you that I receive your abundance grace. I receive which is made available for me. I receive which is everything already pertaining to life and godliness. I am healed. I am healed. I am healed. I am not sick. Try to get healed. I am healed. Try to receive my Manifestation of healing. Amen. Hallelujah. When you study the word of God, when somebody tells you your blessing is coming, I don't know. We have to study the word of God. That's why I, it was not even in Mark chapter 9, verse 23, the scripture today. But he quickened me when he... When he opened it up, my dad opened it up. It quickened me. I said, let me look at that. That's a beautiful one. It quickened me. It just added to what it's preaching this morning. And I pray that you will understand and you will walk in it and you will apply that to your lives. You will apply that to your family and your family, they'll be saved, truly be saved in their soul, in their mind. That doesn't mean that they're not born again when they receive the Lord Jesus Christ. They're born again, their spirit, but their soul needs to be saved. That's right. Amen. Oh, Thank you, Father, for your word. Now I prayed. For everyone out there that have not received the Lord Jesus Christ, all you have to do is say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus come into my heart. Thank you to die for me at the cross at Calvary. Thank you for forgiving me for all of my sins. I receive you now, Lord and my Savior. Hallelujah, you see the prayer. Also receive the abundance of grace. Receive the Holy Ghost indwelling you. Robo shikara In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.